Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. Everybody, welcome back to Breaking Barriers. Um, this, for me, arguably is one of the most excited podcast guests that I am to have on here. Um, anybody who knows me knows particularly, like, I am somebody, like, in two scenarios, I am the worst version of myself. Like, a shell of a human is when I don't get good sleep. And secondly, if I, like, you know, just, number one, if I, if I don't get good sleep, it trickles in. But if I don't get good sleep or if I'm sick, I'm the biggest baby on the planet, like, like the worst, right? And, um, and being somebody who had, you know, uh, pretty intense anxiety disorder growing up and, you know, things like that, sleep was always something that I battled with. So I'm excited um, to have uh, Molly McLaughlin here, uh, you know, the founder of Sleep is a Skill, right, which is awesome. I love that saying. Uh, Molly, first off, thank you for, for joining us. Uh, well, thank you for having me. Your energy is amazing. I'm excited for this conversation today. Yeah, listen, I think the reason why I wanted to have you on, so I actually, uh, everybody listening and I reached out to Molly specifically. And, you know, I think that when we talk about sleep and the importance of sleep, which you're going to unpack for us, um, it's, it's one of the most important things, I think, to the human body, rest, right? And, you know, being an entrepreneur, the people listening in here typically are entrepreneurial, you know, uh, audiences, people who are growing or want to grow. Um, and you know, it's funny, you know, I've been the person like, again, I started my business when I was young, I was a teenager and now I'm 30. So different, different John. Right. And I had the mentality, you know, back then of like, you know, sleep when you're dead, you know, you don't need to sleep. Like I would wake up extremely early. I would go to bed extremely late. I would be working, working, working. Um, and that has all changed for me. Right. And that's why I wanted to bring this segment to everybody listening again, because I think it's so important to understand, and I'm going to be learning so much here today too, but I think the biggest thing is understanding how important and vital sleep is. And, and I do want to get into you talking about it because sleep is a skill and skills underlined, right? So it's like, um, it's so weird because when I find myself in sleepless nights, it's like, it feels like it should just happen, right? It doesn't feel like I should be having a skill. So I'm excited for you to elaborate on that. But let's first start with you and your story, you know, when you were at the Coliseum, like how did this whole thing start? You know, how did you start in this business? Yeah, absolutely. And I thank you so much for sharing vulnerably about uh, your kind of path and the anxiety because I'm also a entrepreneur. I work primarily with entrepreneurs or high performers and it is so crucial. There's this real spectrum by which we can either really make or break our businesses. Um, really, I believe based around how we're taking care of ourselves and that foundationally begins with sleep. So my story is one of uh, really just solving my own problem. So what that looked like was I was living in Manhattan, serial entrepreneur, burning the candle at both ends. For years, I'd had a lot of labels around my sleep. I'm a short sleeper. I'm a night owl. It's in my jeans. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, it's for the Mm -hmm. week, like, you know, just mind over matter, all of these sort of narratives. And so I did that for many, many years. And then, uh, I started not connecting the dots when I started getting more anxious, more stressed, uh, more sick, more often ulcers. uh, I had shingles in my 20s. You know, all these signs are like, well, something's probably up, Uh, but certainly not connecting the sleep component. And it was 
in that period of my life, it was a fixed thing in my brain. It's that's how it is. And there's nothing to look at. So, you know, we just really uh, keep trudging along. And it wasn't until I went through my own really sleep breakdown when traveling internationally, um, my fiance and I had basically wanted to take on um, almost like the Tim Ferriss approach, you know, the digital nomad, what have you. So we packed up, we went out one way ticket and, but bringing our businesses on the road in a state where they were just not ready for that. And the stress mm. was overwhelming. And my symptomology was I could not sleep. It was just day after day, night after night. And suddenly this became no longer just a, a luxury or wouldn't that be nice? It became, a, I can't do anything else until I get this handled. Um, and it really wasn't until at my lowest point in Croatia, I went to the um, to the doctors because it was getting so bad. And I was like, help, I can't sleep, what's going on? And I end up leaving with their version of Ambien over in Croatia. And in that moment, it was like, all right, something's gotta change. I really gotta get up under what's going on. And that ensued this really, going down the rabbit hole and discovering so many things that were fascinating around the world of sleep, chronobiology, which we can get into, it's really the science of time and how that affects our biology, uh, circadian rhythm entrainment, which is a big portion of what we found sleep is a skill around to how to strengthen our circadian rhythm, all these things to enact these and understand these and bring these um, you know, into my life had me really turn upside down how I'd been running my life. And in by virtue of that, it really ended up shifting everything for me. So now once uh, from that place, then getting to a point of really having solid and great sleep, then I just couldn't stop talking about it to, to anyone who had pretty much listened. It kind of began organically, then started working with small groups, then one-on-ones. Now we have uh, 100, almost 90 newsletters. We have uh, weekly podcasts. We've got we're in hotels now, Casa Cipriani. Uh, we're in, you know, working with poker players. We're working with UFC fighters. So just wild, wild evolution of this problem. So I'm really passionate on that topic. To your point, that sleep really is a skill, and I can get into more right. about the why. Um, but it's a really exciting area to take on. I think it's so interesting though, because I, I, the, I think the lack of education for just the normal everyday Joe Schmo or Jane Schmo is like <clears throat> on sleep is also just like it is what it is thought process like anytime i find myself if i have high anxious you know weeks days whatever's going on that's when my sleep sucks the worst like and and in my mind it's just like okay like like i'll take you know serotonin uh melatonin sorry melatonin or i'm gonna drink my my grandma's uh my grandma's thing is always like go go have um chamomile tea you know she'll be like go have some chamomile tea to relax yourself but it's like you know, I think that so many people need to be educated. This podcast is sponsored by Hatteras, a leader in print-based communications with services ranging from high impact direct mail and packaging to retail graphics and environmental branding. Hatteras helps global brands engage with their target audience through the power of print. Reach out to them at hatteras.us for help with your next print project. So, so what I would say to start, you know, let's talk about what you said as you, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you were burning the candle at both ends. I think most of the people listening can resonate with that, whether they're students in college burning it at both ends or they're in their business and they're just like, ah, um, and their sleep is just nonstop. Like, what are some things like that they can do, like as some just advice, right? Some Molly, some Molly advice to, to start to transform that. Okay. Uh, so a couple of things, one, especially if we're speaking to entrepreneurs, there can be that, um, 
penchant for being in a hyper aroused uh, brain state throughout the course of the day into the night. We can have a tendency to have blurred lines around boundaries. Uh, you know, we might have a feeling or guilt that we should always be working. Uh, so first and foremost, one of the things for us to know about sleep is this conversation around our circadian rhythm, because this can help us bring into balance and bring some of these boundaries in that begin naturally. Uh, so right. what I mean by that is that circadian rhythm entrainment really is this fantastic life-changing thing, I think, for many of us to bring in. And what this means is that our circadian rhythm uh, basically acts on about a 24-hour rhythm. Mm -hmm. And as diurnal creatures, we're meant to be active during the day and at rest at night. And using myself as an example, I was flipped. I was like a vampire, you know, poker player style, going to bed really late, waking up really late, you know, just none of that was happening. So, so on that 24-hour rhythm, you can either exist on a spectrum on the weak side or the strong side of the circadian rhythm. And so what we want to do is move ourselves over to that strong side so that we can have it be more automatic so that we're really not having to think about it. We're not having to try and force sleep to come because whenever we try to do that, as we often have probably seen, it's just a mess and gets worse. Uh, so instead... Totally. Right, right. So this is the brilliance of this because um, I fought this uphill battle for so many years and many of my clients do the same thing of their tryings. There's so much efforting at in the in the nights, right? So we've got like, I used to feel like I was going to battle. I would have like my book, my, uh, you know, eye mask, my like all these things, accoutrements. And, you know, th that's one thing. You can, of course, be prepared and um, set yourself up powerfully. But at the same time, fundamentally, we want to shift that thinking. So what circadian rhythm and treatment has us do is understand that by virtue of this rhythm, sunrise and sunset, for thousands of years, that kept us on track. That was the thing that told us when to be awake, to be active, and that was when the sun would rise. And when the sun would set, that was a natural cue that, okay, this is when we relax, this is when we begin fasting processes, this is when we calm, this is, you know, so it was set up. And now we're devoid of nature. So the, you know, there was a study uh, years back uh, out of the EPA that found that the average person was spending around over 90% of their days inside, indoors in some way, shape or form. So from that, we're getting divorced from these cues of nature. So we have to bring these in. So what does that look like in practicality? Uh, the first most powerful zeitgeber it's called, which is really Latin for kind of time giver, is essentially the light. So light becomes our most powerful tool to basically tell ourselves when it makes sense to be in a like kind of hyper aroused state or somewhat aroused state, you know, like active. Right. And that's in the day. So when we first wake up, what we want to do is have a consistent set wake up time seven days a week and really think about this wake up time. Does it work for you seven days a week? Can you commit to that? Um, you can have it around plus or minus 30 minutes, but you know, really think this one through because you want to have that consistent seven days. When you wake up, our goal is to get ourselves outside physically, get that sunlight in our eyes every morning. And depending on where you are on the globe in northern latitude, like if you're in uh, you're in New York right now, right? So we're in Jersey right now. Oh, New Jersey. Okay. So in New Jersey, then where you are in that um, latitude, you're going to need, especially for, you know, in February, March, into these times, you're going to need even longer to spend outside than someone that's, say, in Florida or what have you because right. the light is going to be less powerful. And from vitamin D, which is crucial for this conversation around sleep, 
uh, all of these things come together. And it's, you could spend a whole podcast on this alone. Right, right. The real, the real takeaway is just, you want to get yourself outside, um, not from behind a window that, you know, if you are sick or something, it's helpful, but it takes in studies 50 to hundred times longer to reset your master clock, which is known as your super chiasmatic nucleus, uh, in your brain every day, you want to aim to kind of reset that. And if you do it from behind a window, it cuts off some of the cues that we need. So get yourself outside for an extended period of time. There's certain apps. Dminder is one that can geographically tag where you are. There's different ones, um, but start to get connected to that. So begin there. And then uh, light is something where you want to have a high amplitude of light also throughout the rest of the day. Most important is the sunlight anchoring, it's called, in the first half. But then you want to get sunlight throughout the rest of the day. Uh, and then the next most powerful kind of zeitgeber is the flip side of light, which is darkness. So you want to make sure that you're getting proper darkness post-sunset. So sunset also acts as another cue biologically. Um, by being present to that because there's more infrared light available during sunset and sunrise. But so by bookending your days, ensuring that at least if you don't even get outside, I know how it can be to be an entrepreneur. If you just prioritize, certainly the most important first thing in the day. And then second important is that last part of the day on that sunset and just be present for that. That will help inoculate you to more of that blue light that comes about later in the evening and make you a little less sensitive to that and prepare you for sleep ahead. Now, if anyone's listening and saying, well, I don't want to necessarily rise with the sun or I'm a shift worker, uh, all of this becomes even more important because then you want to get really connected to what your schedule is and keep it, um, you know, very, very uh, consistent because sleep loves consistency. So, mm. so from that place, then underneath darkness um, comes temperature. So temperature is one that actually has a lot of things that can impact it, but the body temperature uh, is a bit higher throughout the course of the day and then drops at night. And the dropping process is a signal that, oh, it's time to get sleepy. This is when melatonin is happening. This is when we're starting to really wind down and going to um, prepare ourselves for those deeper levels of sleep and the brain can kind of um, shut down. So they're not shut down. It goes into a different process, still active during sleep, right. but a different type of process. So, so that temperature is huge. You can ambient style um, shift the temperature in your space if you have that uh, luxury. So you can turn up the temperature in your space during the day, turn it down in the evening, and then as cold as you can um, stand basically from between recommendations between 60 to 67 degrees uh, throughout your sleep cycle or throughout your, your period of sleep. And some people also add in things like cooling mattress pads, the thinking being that that right that that would be kind of um, more akin to how we might have slept in kind of hunter gatherer days on the ground. Uh, right. So if you think about sleeping on the ground, it would have been very cool. So we're even though it sounds very fancy, like who needs a cooling mattress pad? It's actually meant to kind of mimic, <laughs> you know, how things were essentially. Um, and we can get into more, but those are kind of three of the top, the top I, ones to begin. I think those are some insane golden nuggets, right? Because I think like that's such a great start. Um, so thank you. Let's go. Those are blessings. Um, I look at I look at that because you know when you're saying that I think about myself and I think about like when I find myself like you're talking about the circadian rhythm and like not being in nature like how we were created to be initially, right? And it's so crazy because most of us, you just said it, we spend most of our days inside office buildings, home, whatever. Um, and as an entrepreneur, our minds are always going. So like, it's a little different, like when you were a hunter-gatherer back in the, in the way, way back, you know, previous times, prehistoric, yeah. it's like, 
you know, if this, if it was, if it was dark outside, you were just fucked. Like you weren't, like you weren't going out there with the, yeah, you didn't have nothing, right? So there was no other option, right? Whereas right now, that like this, this is where this really resonated for me because like especially when I was like really hardcore getting after it, going back a couple of years ago, like I would be up early as hell, and my mind was already going on what I need to do today, and then by the day, by the time I'd get home at 11, 12 at night. You know, I would have to get catch up with emails, catch up with this, and my brain is still in like active mode as opposed to like, okay, it's dark outside, it's time to start going to sleep or whatever. Like, you know, we were forced into that prehistorically. Now it's now it's a little bit different, right? Because now it's up to us to make those things. So I think that that's such a huge, huge component. Thank you for that. And for people out there who also, like you said, shift workers, right? For people who are in you know a specific thing. Like, would you even say it might even be smart to just kind of like go outside a little bit throughout your shift, like take a quick break outside and just to kind of like look at like, where's the sun? Is the sun setting? Is it going down? Like looking at like, you know, what's going on in nature. I just don't think we think about these things anymore. Yeah. And, you know, so, so much of what we're trying to do is, um, kind of marry these two lifestyles and essentially kind of cheat the system and have it all. And so what that looks like is we're trying to mimic how it things were back in the day and but still have our cake and eat it too and still be able to be you know having this podcast on a laptop and the thing and the lights and whatever you know we're still trying to be able to uh, the cat's out of the bag with technology so we're gonna still uh there's a lot of benefits to that but at the same time we cannot divorce ourselves from these uh this biologically hardwired kind of programming that we still have that was innate for so many years i mean we forget that really um from for those thousands of years a hunter gatherers were just aligned with uh sunrise sunset the first real biohack was fire so fire was a way to extend your day just a little bit um but you still even that was still quote unquote beneficial to sleep you could make the argument um in that it might not have impacted us in the same way that our faux lights do because that had a lot of infrared light present in the fire so from that place it's it shifts it, it still allows you to produce melatonin um and it still cheats the system a little bit so so we want to get connected to the fact that we've been doing this for an extended period of time now we've just kind of tipped the scales to a place where it's clearly a problem from the fact that you know even in 2020 um uh, insomnia was Googled more times than any time in history that since Google's been, you know, keyword logging, right? So it's, there's, there's a, um, kind of uphill rise in difficulty in this area. So this is where that skill set part comes in. Uh, you know, so to try to make that argument that sleep is a skill back in those earlier days, then might've been a harder argument to make because we were so living in, a, in alignment with these rhythms. Uh, and yet now, because we're living in a society that's so cut off from those cues, this is where we actually have to think about it. And I will say that there's one cool thing about technology is that what seems to be coming in a lot of um, kind of smart tech and uh, kind of biological buildings and some of the trends that are coming uh, from a tech basis is that we'll have more circadian um, uh, circadian centric homes so that you know lighting will shift automatically you won't have to think about it uh, temperature will shift automatically you won't have to think about it your bedding will be mindful of the fact that we're trying to get mm. as cool as well all of those things will kind of also happen uh, naturally. So you won't have to have as much of that thought process. And, uh, so in the meantime, we want to just fabricate that ourselves or create that ourselves. And of course, these, all these things are a spectrum. Some people are, 
um, inspired enough to get themselves much more connected to nature, move out into more of kind of a rural setting. So that is for some people if you want to do that. But for those of us that are going to continue to be in more urban environments, these are some of the things to get really aware of. And the dividends that will come are just, it's, it's wild because you'll see the change in your sleep and how much the body craves this. Yeah, wow. I do want to also just unpack one one thing before we move on. And it's what you just said of automation, right? Like having a smart home that does this shit for you. That is the life that I live. Like the things that I don't want to put a second of a brain cell in anymore. Like a lot of like Alexa is all over. She just went off in here. Literally is like all over my life everywhere because like automation with temp, lighting, this, that, like in my house. It's like completely like that. So I love that you just said that because for anybody out there, you can't use excuses like, oh, you know, I forgot about this or I can't do this. Like it's, it makes sense to invest in yourself by doing these things that automate these things for you um, to make it happen. So that's so cool that you mentioned that. And I don't want to make it too like this lofty pine in the sky, fancy, expensive thing too. You can also for like $10 get, you know, those like Christmas light timers that set up that automatically, you know, some of your lights will go off, your Wi-Fi will go off if you're concerned of EMFs or just want to kind of give yourself less um, internet time. Uh, we do all kinds of weird things. So we have um, lock boxes with timers on them where you yeah. can even put like your phone away, put your stuff away so that you're kind of creating these guardrails for yourself because we know that we're in a society where uh, so many things are geared. There's money and um, reasoning and it makes a lot of sense for all of us. We're all vying for um, eyeballs. We're all buying, vying for attention and time and whether or not that's social media, whether whatever. Um, so we have to really uh, stand up and create those kind of um, boundaries ourselves, essentially. Totally. Dr. Zhao is an expert with the leading residential solar company in the country. His passion to help others combined with the goal of having the world run on the sun can change how our planet is powered forever. It costs you nothing and can either totally eliminate your electric bill or at least cut it down significantly. It's free money. Go to www.drjoenosolar.com to see if you qualify for solar and help make the world a better place. So I want to shift real quick. So I want to talk about you a little bit and your journey. So when you, when you, so I love when you, when I talk to entrepreneurs that like have this like problem that they go out in the world and find a solution for and it becomes a business, right? Because of what you've been through. Um, in breaking barriers, like we like to kind of like move away from like all this cool, sexy, like being an entrepreneur thing. And I really want to talk to you about like what, what were some of the things that you wish you knew now when you started your business, right? And I mean that from every aspect of business development, acumen. What are just some like couple of things that pop up and show up for you that you're like, damn, if I knew this right now, that would have helped me significantly along when I first started this. Um, what are a couple of things that show up for you? Uh the value of consistency is one. So what I mean by that is that um, I think I shared that we've done 180 something um, weekly newsletters. And for so long, I would just the newsletter would be sent out. And that was the end of them and just sort of like, okay, it's just kind of off into the ether, but not getting that then I can use that content reuse it, put it over here, put it onto social, put it onto my website, you know, kind of um, continue to share those message, uh, that message that I took the time to write and repurposing it. And, but also that consistency because, so with that, um, 
I only am now beginning to get that. So now I have brand partnerships that um, brands are even paying me to take those consistent articles that I will write each week and they'll, you know, we partner together and we utilize those. So it now has a tangible value, but before I kind of was just like, all right, let's throw some things at the wall. Let's see what happens. Uh, and, you know, so from that place, I think there could have been an opportunity to be building more of that um, the SEO even earlier by putting those things up onto um, my website, by putting that onto social earlier, trusting right. uh, that, you know, just trying it out version one, version two, and, you know, seeing what comes from that. Um, but I think at the same time, I'm grateful for continuing to do, even put those things out, even without the perfect optimization and what have you, uh, because now it's like you start to say, oh, you kick yourselves a little, like I should have done that sooner, but uh, you're still in the game. So it's kind of that push and pull. Totally, and I love that, that's awesome. Did you, so obviously in any in any business, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's rare that somebody doesn't face rejection, right? How, how did you deal with rejection in the beginning when you were going around and like building this and like the naysayers, whether it's your friends or family to actual client? That's such a great question. Um, so it would be a kind of frustrating at certain points because especially when I was first beginning, it landed, I think for certainly some, um, you know, family members or what have you is like, what sleep? Like, what do you, what is there to teach about that? Go to bed. Bye. End of story. Right. Like, you know? And so it wasn't until, and it's really, um, it took a lot of like, you know, years and kind of building of, um, you know, the legs to the argument that there is something here. Uh, and I think it also, you know, it's a human nature of when you see someone to your point around the type of businesses that were born out of our own struggles, it yep. can be like, well, like, who are you? Why should you be sharing about this thing? Because, you know, you were just struggling with this. So then why would you be going into, you know, sharing about what to do now? And yet I think there's something really powerful because the passion is so there. And then to be able to stand from your place of um, just empathy too and understanding uh, for those individuals, it makes you work all the harder and kind of build things faster than you might just if, you know, it's a nice idea. Totally, oh, love that. So for the final segment, this is where, Molly, I don't know if you're ready, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Okay. You ready for this? So, all right, so I like to ask this question um, specifically, so when I was when I was in high school, we had one of my teachers who brought this awesome freaking. It, to this day, it still makes me think. But this this little like um, uh, project that we did, and essentially, it was you know reverse engineering the thought process of your of your legacy in your life by start by by starting at the end and working backwards, right? So so what I like to ask my guests is, you know, if you were today to go pick out your grave plot, um, where you're gonna be, right? And what is going to, what is going to, what is it going to read, right? What's, what is it gonna say? You know, you have loving wife, loving mother, loving, you know, entrepreneur, this, that, whatever. Obviously there's, a, there's an array of different things that people put on their, on their head, their, their plots, right? So <clears throat> based off of what you're trying to do right now, right, and who you are right now, what would that say? Mm. I think what it, one, that's an awesome question. I've never gotten that. Two, um, I love that ethos because I'm kind of obsessed with um, using your your end, your ending as a motivator. I have an app called We Croak. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. And it's basically, it's super cool. Five times a day, it reminds you that you're going to die. And uh, it's basically based off of this um, kind of uh, 
um, from Bhutan, it's based off of this concept that you want to be really connected to the fact that we're impermanent. And so it can actually empower you and to be like grateful for this moment to moment. And it makes everything that you're stressing about seem really insignificant. Like that happened one time before I was giving this huge talk. I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? Well, and then you get the reminder, oh, you're going to die. And you're like, okay, this is not that big of a deal. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, so I'm really loving your question. Um, so I think for me, the first thing that comes up is actually one of my kind of favorite um, almost mantras or quotes, which is uh, how you do anything is how you do everything. So mm. the reason I say that is being kind of an ethos or a guide is that I love the idea of that you're never done, even with this topic of um, sleep. But, so for me, I think it's fascinating because I really use it as a barometer of the workability of my life. And so from that place, when it starts to go out, and then there's something a little not working in my life. And so there's right. something that I can be responsible for, or shift gears or course correct, and that never ends. Yeah. So this how you do everything is how you do anything is you can start to see if you're like, oh, you're not making your bed in the morning anymore. You're getting a little sloppy. You're, you know, um, you're, you're the way you're being with people short or kind of impatient or whatever, like that shows up in all areas of your life. So it's an opportunity to then shift it. Totally. Wow. I love that. I think that that's such a, honestly, that is something that, that has showed up for me recently. You know, even when you're just, again, whether it's, whether it's your own unexpressed expectations on other people, whether it's a team member, whether it's a friend, whether it's your fiance, like, and when you see them do something and you're like, damn it, like it pisses you off. But like, as an entrepreneur, you start to see those things. You're like, wow, if somebody's skimping out in an area or doing a shortcut, where else are they doing it? Right. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I love that. And, um, and honestly, you know, arguably it might, it might have to say, uh, sleeping, uh, come back in a little bit for your great <laughs> sleeping forever. Don't, don't wake me up. Um, you know, something, something cool like that. Um, yeah, but, that. but listen, yeah, so. exactly. Right. So, um, everybody listening in, uh, definitely go check out sleep is a skill and, and Molly McLaughlin, obviously, you know, your time is one asset that obviously we don't get back. So you spending it here with us, means the absolute world to me. Uh, thank you. Um, and everybody listening in, again, she has a free weekly newsletter, which I'm assuming you can get from the website, uh, uh, sleepisaskill.com, yeah. sleep correct? Exactly. Um, and then also there. you have a podcast, The yeah. Sleep is the Skill. Um, and then you had mentioned, I would love for you to just elaborate real quick and expand. So you have a small group training on sleep you were mentioning about? Yes, exactly. So we'll be launching that uh, later on, uh, the end of spring of 2022, a new kind of small group training around sleep optimization, 90 day training. Uh, and during that process, you'll get an aura ring. Uh, and so with that aura ring, you'll be tracking your sleep, but not just your sleep, um, kind of your health metrics that re uh, reflect the quality of your sleep. So how well were you able to recover throughout the course of the night? Uh, and then we'll do lots of different things from circadian rhythm and training. I know we only touched on a couple in this conversation, and there's so many more. It's fascinating. The time that you choose to eat your food is going to affect your sleep. The type of food you choose is going to affect your sleep. When you exercise, what kind of exercise, uh, you know, your any type of supplements that you might be taking or not taking, drugs, caffeine, <clears throat> alcohol, THC, CBD. I mean, the list is endless. There's so many things that get into this uh, topic. So there's a lot to unpack. Wow. Yeah. I, there's so much to learn. Um, thank you. Uh, there's so much to learn. There's so much benefit that comes from it. Um, and, uh, and again, I just want to everybody listening in your sleep is, is the, is an asset, right? It's not a liability. It's an asset. 
Um, so definitely give it, give it, give it a go with Molly. And uh, everybody listening in, create a great rest of your day, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You're in charge of it. You're in charge of your sleep as well. Um, so uh, create a good one, guys. And Molly, thank you again. Oh, thank you so much for having me and for what you're doing. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you so much.